We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back, score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch, or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Yay! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com. I'm DJ Trainer, subbing in for Mick Daly and hosting from Rotowire HQ with Ken Katerin Kreitz. <laughs> Calling in from the Green Mountain State. Hello, DJ. It's tricky to rock a rhyme, to rock a rhyme that's right on time. And happy Friday. Oh, love that it's Friday. Happy to fill in for Shannon, who's out out east visiting some family today, or this weekend, I should say. Happy to have you here, sir. And uh, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So please subscribe and throw us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. All right, today we're going to go over the recent news, give a Rotowire Expert Keeper League update. We're going to then dive into DJ's DFS thoughts before he goes on uh, Friday night's 
Um, NBA TV appearance, which I believe is 6.30 Eastern tonight. Is that right? That is correct. Because I know sometimes it's 6, but uh, yeah, 6.30 tonight. My fantasy tip-off show on NBA TV. Anyway, uh, DJ's going to give you his insights before before the TV show. Um, Hey, for future shows, though, if you've got specific topics you want us to cover, uh, shoot them our way to Roto Shannon and, uh, I'm sorry, to at Roto Shannon or at Ken Kreitz. Uh, and DJ, what's your handle? Uh, at Trainer DJ. There you go. Uh, and uh, DJ, you're usually on Tuesdays, but you're really uh, you're usually, a Renaissance man, filling in a lot, all over the place. Yeah, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Tuesdays I do it with Josh Hayes, or I do it with Nick Whalen. Wednesdays I do it with Josh Hayes. But this is my third appearance. I think I'm. Uh, you might have to bring me in as the third host, just permanently. Might. I don't know. You are you are publicity slut, and I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's fine with me. I'll take that moniker. <laughs> All right, now let's get a word from our sponsors. Uh, as I think most of you know, we've partnered with our friends at DraftKings to run an exclusive Rotowire Fantasy Football Contest. This is the basketball podcast, but it's a football contest for the final few weeks of the NFL season. Rotowire podcast listeners can participate against each other and us hosts to earn a seat at the Rotowire Fantasy Football Championship in Week 17. The Week 14 qualifier is now live. It's just five bucks to enter. The winner takes home a hundred bucks and a seat in the Week 17 Championship. So join in the fun now. Sign up at get ready. Sign up at rotowire.com slash DraftKings. That's pretty easy, right? rotowire.com slash DraftKings. Uh, and we'll see you there. I got to jump into this after our pod. Um, okay. Well, that's it for our sponsor. Uh, let's dive into the news, DJ. Uh, admittedly, a slow news night uh, last night. Some breaking news this morning, though. But let's start with Atlanta. And do you think Tajio Splitter will ever have fantasy relevance? He did not play last night, and we did only have him ranked at number 204 at the start of the season. When he starts playing, what does that mean for the, for the, for the Hawks? Uh, just some added depth off the bench for Tiago Splitter. Right now, he's dealing with that hip injury somewhat day-to-day. Um, he, I mean, he's if you look at his averages, they're incredibly poor. 5.5 points, 3.6 rebounds. At no point during the season do I think he'll be fantasy relevant unless you're in the deepest of leagues or unless you're in, like, an only center league or a center-only league. And even then, I might take a look at Mike Mascala, who's getting a lot of playing time while Spiller is out um, and is doing in He's filling in admirably. Mescala is actually averaging 14 minutes on the court so far this season. He's got a little, <clears throat> excuse me, dealing with a slight bug this morning. Mescala's got more upside considering he's 24 years old and on the upswing, whereas Tiago Splitter's on the downswing. They're averaging almost, <clears throat> excuse me, the same amount of minutes per game. And so, um, there's not much to like with Tiago Splitter. You may have drafted him early on, um, but I would say it's okay to let go of him. That is a fantastic insight, but I will say, DJ, time to cu- time to cut back on the mor- early morning cigars. I know. Yeah, you know I, that's how I kick off all my Fridays ever since <laughs> I was eight years old. So you know what? I take that back. I want you to start smoking a cigar during our next podcast. <laughs> And I want you to point it in like an angry manner every time you make a point, even though I can't see you. Just threaten Griffin or somebody outside with it. You know? <laughs> Might have to. Tiago Splinter will kill your squad. <laughs> while you're just stabbing the air with your lit cigar. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just off the 
right. I'll rein me back in. Rein me back in. Right. Um, Talk about these Wizards. Oh, the Wizards. Yeah, my Wizards uh, had a good game against the Heat, and I, I kind of like that column I saw by Chris Towers on CBS Sports. We had an interesting point about teams going small against Miami, which is forcing their hand to bench Hassan Whiteside. Now, Whiteside's been a monster stat-wise. Uh, a lot of the small ball seems to be occurring late in games, and they wind up benching Whiteside. Uh, are you worried at all this is a trend, and should maybe folks sell Whiteside high, or uh, am I making a, a, a mountain of a molehill here? you got to stick with Whiteside. Now, it's a trend because of that darn Draymond Green. You win a championship with the small, or using a small center every now and then, and you've got teams like the Wizards playing Jared Dudley, who's, what is he, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, at the most at center. Maybe, you know, that's mostly out of need because they've been without Gortat and Nene. Um, I, I would say that you got to hang on to Whiteside. There's very few teams in the NBA that actually have the personnel to go small where it works against Whiteside. And so what teams are doing, if we want to look at the Wizards in particular, because they did this quite well against the Heat, is you have Dudley at the five, and so on offense, essentially you just kind of clear out the lane and you have all four of your guys who aren't John Wall around the three-point line that gives him the advantage. He can go drive the lane, and Whiteside is so far out that he can't help on help side defense. And even if yeah. he does help, then you kick it out to a guy like Jared Dudley um, for a three-point attempt. And so it only works with certain teams. There's not a lot of teams that actually can run that offense or, or that personnel to hurt Whiteside. He has taken a dip. I think that's more of conditioning just because he's never really played a full NBA season before so if I'm going to be worried it's more of his conditioning than teams just out um, strategizing coach Eric Spostra yeah yeah you always hear you know used to be you'd hear experts bemoan the lack of pure shooters and now the latest complaint by old people like me is whatever happened to guys that had post-up moves. You, <laughs> yeah. you can't deny Whiteside's shot-blocking ability, but really you can't learn three post-up moves in the offseason. You know, get, Whiteside doesn't have them, um, but unfortunately he's kind of in the majority. You know, the, the problem is if you deal Whiteside, where are your blocks going to come from? The guy's been a machine block-wise, and even if he only gets those blocks in the first three quarters, it's still a heck of a lot of blocks. Right. I, I think he can still average a low double-double and get you three blocks a game at the very least. And if that's the case, then you have to hang on to him for the rest of the year. Now let's move on to a, a darling of yours. Uh, Brooklyn did what they were supposed to do last night and beat uh, the woeful Sixers. And I think you pointed this out on your 120 sports appearances. You're a big fan of Thaddeus Young, right, DJ? Yeah, I definitely am. He's one of the most underrated players in the NBA, even over the last five to six years since he's been in the league playing for Brooklyn. A lot of people think that Brooklyn is a bad team, and so there can't be many fantasy options there. And that's it's a terrible train of thinking because Brooklyn actually has some really good fantasy guys. Brooke Lopez, Thaddeus Young, Joe Johnson, you can usually get at a low price. Jarrett Jack has been doing good things. And Shane Larkin has been a uh, sneaky DFS play. Thad Young, though, helps you in all categories. It goes when when you're playing in DraftKings, um, steals, blocks, they count. And people like to just look at points and rebounds. But if a guy gets you three steals and three blocks in a game, uh, I think, what is that? I mean, that's about like 11 to 12 DraftKings points right there. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Thad Young can do every now and then, in addition to having 20 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, he didn't have to do it last night. He had 11 to 10 with no blocks or threes, but uh, he's playing the Sixers, so he probably was on, on auto coast for the majority of that one. But still, yeah, nice stats and not a big name. 
Uh, also, something weird in that game. Il Mago, the magician, Andre Bagnarni dropped 23 on Philly. Should anyone care about that, or is that just Philly? <laughs> That's just Bargnani more than anything. He'll show up, you know, once every 35 days, and then you think, oh, maybe he's finally going to live up to his potential. If you want to bite on him, go ahead, be my guest. You're just going to waste a waiver wire spot or, a, or an audition. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, sneak in right behind you and get somebody else like Shane Larkin, who, who is trending upward as the season goes forward. Well, and you're pointing out that Young is going to get you steals, going to get you a few blocks, going to get you some threes. Bargnani doesn't get them any blocks anymore. Never play defense enough to ever get a steal. And I think his three, you know, no coach is going to let him keep hoisting threes. So uh, he does not have the peripherals that a fat young does for sure. Right. And Thomas Robinson is, is a solid center too. And so if you're looking at people behind Brooke Lopez, it's not even a given that Bargnani is going to be, um, be seeing uh, backup minutes because Thomas Robinson has played a decent amount this season as well. Good point. Good point. Uh, we got some breaking news this morning. Judge Manuel Mendez in New York granted New York uh, Attorney General's preliminary injunction to shut down DraftKings and FanDuel in New York. Uh, uh, DraftKings is expected to file an emergency appeal per, per Reuters. Um, well, all I would say, and all DJ and I have to add, is please go to fantasysportsforall.com. That's fantasysportsforall.com if you haven't done so already. And fight for your fantasy sports right so that everyone can play daily fantasy. Uh, um, obviously, none of us are crazy about what's going on in New York. Uh, so please, again, go to fantasysportsforall.com and fight for your fantasy rights. Okay, well, with that, beloved pod listeners, do you subscribe to rotowire.com? If you like our podcast, you'll love our website. And uh, for all of you podcast fans, we have a free 10-day trial for you at rotowire.com slash pod. Features include, we got lineup optimizers for every sport offered on DraftKings, uh, about 10 articles a day giving you fantasy uh, sports advice across 11 different sports. Uh, we've got in hoops, I love our feature about um, position defense, who's the best and worst uh, giving up fantasy points at each position on defense, but a whole mess of stuff. So please go to rotowire.com slash pod for your free 10 day trial. You know, what's also good on our website is our rebound and rant column. Ken, <laughs> it's fantastic. Sending the, uh, the, the, the publicity love right back at me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people like Andre Snelling's doing deep statistical analysis. So my foil is to do uh, light analysis with a little comedy stuff thrown in there. So thank you. I'm only able to get out to it every two weeks. Uh, but thank you for that plug. And, you know, right back at you, DJ, we mentioned you're on once a week on NBA TV. But also you've got your 120 sports appearances around the lunchtime uh, period. What's your schedule on 120sports.com? Yeah, every Thursday. So so generally, I just have a busy Thursday where you can find me 145 Eastern Time on 120 Sports. And then later on in the day, it's usually uh, 5 or 5.30 for NBA TV. A little scheduling switch up this week, so I'll be on today, which is Friday, of course. Uh, but generally, Thursdays are the day when I'm in the, I'm in the public eye, for better or worse. 
Nice, nice. Do you have a running column? I know you write stuff. What's it, but is there any? Is it under a banner or is it just kind of ongoing pieces on, on different topics? I actually don't have. Um, I actually don't have a running column. Um, I'm doing mostly the pod, filling in for the pod stuff. And of course, I'm an intern coordinator, so I, I spend a lot of my time teaching um, here in the office when I'm not talking about basketball. You're really molding the youth of America. It's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and by youth of America, the five interns that intern us <laughs> for us here in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> well, there'll be more. There'll be more. Uh, yeah, I, I short-ended that number. It's more like 10 to 15. But, uh, yeah, it's you can might as well say it's the youth of America. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, DJ, uh, cover your ears because it's now time for our weekly Roto-Wire Staff Keeper Basketball Update! And, of course, I'm throwing that much enthusiasm because yours truly, Ken Katrain-Kreitz, is somehow in a three-way tie for first, <laughs> which is just insane. My team is so mediocre. I do not know how this is happening. Anyway, so clearly I have to make as big a deal uh, of it as possible for the brief time I'm anywhere near the front. Uh, really, it's Kyrie Lowry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Ugh, sorry. Kyle Lowry. It's been a stud for me. CBS is ranking him number two so far in the season. DeAndre Jordan is doing everything but hit free throws. I mostly just haven't had that many injuries. Uh, I need Monta Ellis to perform. Uh, the Will Barton move from last year is really paying oh, off. That, I think that's the X factor on your team. I mean, Thank you, sir. based on the rankings in this league, he's the top 50 player. And he over his last four games, he's played exceptionally well, too. But I think he's the X factor. You look at his name, and maybe you think your team is mediocre, but he's a, top 50, he's a legitimate top 50 player right now. Thank you, sir. And the Roosters doing well for me. Danilo Gallinari with the Nuggets. I need him to stay healthy. C.J. Miles is shooting the lights out, but, you know, he has his peaks and valleys. We'll see what he... I I activated off my rookie squad T.J. Warren, which seems smart, but then he's kind of uh, not kept it going. I'm a little concerned there. That may have been a bad move, but we'll see. Uh, Now, D.J., you inherited a team, and well... Thank you for putting it that way. That's right. Well, Shannon and I tend to like to goad you about certain moves you've made. You are dealing with a roster from a bailed owner that uh, you basically you inherited not such a great squad, but you made a nice move this week. Tell the folks about this deal. Yeah, anytime you inherit roster and an owner abandons the roster, usually it's not going to be a good one, you know. So um, I I had some nice pieces. I I ended up keeping Durant. I traded for DeMarcus Cousins early in the year. Um, You know, I I, I took a a $5 bid on Rajon Rondo at the beginning of the year, which worked out really well. Nice. Um, But I I also had Andre Drummond on my team, and I have been firmly last, um, because this is a rotisserie league, in free throw percentage and so his contract is is uh coming up i would have had to get rid of him at the end of this year anyway so i was hoping to give him to somebody who's more in contention and it ended up happening i traded andre drummond and matt barnes for Otto porter and julius randall so obviously that's not a fair trade right off the bat but i'm going to be able to keep guy i'm going to be able to keep porter and randall for at least two more years for each of those and if i decide to upgrade their contract so i'm hoping more than anything that one of those guys will pan out and keep getting better over the next couple years um so i'm playing for next year i am the philadelphia 76ers of this fantasy league (laughs) right off the bat 
And uh, first of all, a lot of good nuggets there. One, can't believe we let you get Rondo for six bucks. Uh, that was tremendous move on your part. Well, well played. He's top ten player so far this year, um, in our format anyway. Uh, yeah, you're you're a little thin at center, so you're gonna have to spend some at center for next year. Um, but I love the move. You got to get upside guys when it's clear this season's not gonna work out for you in a keeper league. You gotta you know move on get young upside guys. That's frankly why I got Will Barton. I actually got him when he was still buried on the Portland bench. And then he magically got traded to Denver a few weeks before, which is awesome. My free Will Barton campaign was worked out <laughs> well there, but uh, no great trade. Love it. Otto Porter, you know, he's going to, he's going to be Trevor Ariza. He's going to be Trevor Ariza. Uh, if I would take that. be Trevor Ariza, frankly, you know, uh, but I, I like that comp and Julius Randle. He's just going to get minutes galore. You know, why they moved him to the bench recently, I don't understand at all whatsoever uh, that roster's dearth of any talent. So, uh, But love that trade. Kudos. Kudos to you, sir. Uh, and uh, I'm sure Banana Boat will be uh, thriving next next year. Yeah, that's the name or the team or name of my team. One guy I do want to talk about the, who I drafted and I've been thoroughly disappointed with. I spent $9 on him. Robin Lopez. I'm almost at the point where I'm ready to drop him. I thought he would maybe be a low-end double-double guy in the past when he played with the Pelicans and with the Trailblazers. He gave you blocks and he was a viable mm-hmm. option. But no, I liked him. Yeah, but in our league right now, he's ranked 172nd, which is, I can't even really use that on a consistent basis. And of course, I'm like you said, I'm thin at center, and he just did not pan out for me. Well, you know, some of it is uh, Porzingis just getting rebound numbers exactly. nobody expected. Because, you know, Lopez with only five and a half boards per game is a shocker. You know he's not going to score much, but you're just hoping for kind of eight and eight with a block and a half, and he's not even doing that. Uh, I like that pick when you made it early because you figured, gosh, there's going to be gazillion minutes for him in New York. Uh, I'm right. not sure why that isn't working out. That stinks. But, well, it's uh, it's Porzingis, and it's not even necessarily that Porzingis is getting rebounds. It's that he's playing so well, he's getting minutes, and Lopez is on the bench. Yeah. So you have Porzingis and Melo playing in the front court, and Lopez on the bench. And Lopez needs to see a lot of minutes for him to be a viable option, and that's not taking place. So uh, a lot of people out there, I think it's safe to part ways with Lopez because I don't think the Zinger is going to get uh, – he's not going to turn around anytime soon. That's true. That's true. All right. So it's time for Sideshow Bob to uh, maybe get off the banana boat. I'm sorry to hear exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, let's keep moving on. Uh, why don't we dive into uh, your NBA TV uh, recommendations for today? Uh, you know, busy game of uh, games tonight on the NBA slate. So let's get into your DraftKings advice. And why don't we start at point guard where I see you like the Prince of Zamunda. Kemba Walker. Yeah. $7,000. It's hard to argue. Um, when you have a large slate of games, and I've said this before, I'll keep saying it, I like to stay within that $7,000 to $6,000 range because you're going to have enough options um, where they have enough upside where they can get into that 40 drafting point range. There's enough, you know, seven and $6,000 guys. So $7,000 for Kemba Walker, good price considering that he still has 50-plus DraftKings breakout potential. Uh, potential. And the Grizzlies are actually in the bottom 10, believe it or not, in DraftKings points allowed to point guards. And so typically when you think of the Grizzlies, um, you think, uh, you know, 
great defense, grindhouse defense, but that quite or that hasn't quite been the case. Now I will say I think they've already played the Warriors twice, which skews their numbers a little bit. But even so, um, they're a bottom half defense in terms of point guard uh, points allowed on the DraftKings format. Well, and with an injured Al Jefferson, too, the green light's shining even brighter for Walker to uh, continue his shoot-first sure. ways, the point guard there, which is great for from a drafting perspective. All right, then I see it shooting guard. You like Maple Jordan? Andrew Wiggins? I've never heard Maple Jordan before. Is that Canadian. The, the Canadian yes. Jordan? Little Canadian reference. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that came around, uh, I think his college days, his year, his one year in college, they, they called him that in Kansas. If he's Maple Jordan, then what's Joel, Joel Embiid? Uh, uh, sitting. Sitting, yeah. <laughs> Fair um, enough. <laughs> uh, don't trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, anyways, Andrew Wiggins, $6,700. So, again, I'm back in that 6000 to $7,000 range. Great price, but, of course, he's in a mini slump of late. That's why he's he's faltered below that $7,000 line, but that's all right. Uh, I like to bite on guys whose value has dropped, but they still have that breakout potential again. Um, the rookie fits that mold. Not to mention the Denver backcourt defense is incredibly lackluster. You've got the rookie, the rookie Emmanuel Moutier, uh, Randy Foy, uh, Will Barton, who is is coming along, um, but more, more so on the offense than anything else, and Gary Harris. So a very inexperienced backcourt there for Denver. And at $6,700, Andrew Wiggins could potentially be the highest-scoring shooting guard on tonight's slate, especially when you look that Eric Bledsoe is the highest-priced guy at 83 hundred dollars and then it's brad beal at seventy two hundred dollars so really not a lot of high priced options there at shooting guard and that's actually been the case for the entire year wiggins kind of disappointing here in his sophomore season you know uh shannon and i love to jump on the sophomores because we think the rookies get too much attention uh you know heading into drafts and auctions but uh, i can't for life i can't figure out why wiggins is struggling uh you know is it is it just Carl uh, Anthony Towns getting the ball a lot more? What do you think is leading to a Wiggins uh, slightly down year versus his rookie season? It's a good question. I mean, he's not bad. He's still he's still a decent option. Maybe Ricky Ruby. He hasn't. He's just not familiar with playing alongside Ricky Rubio. Um, I'm trying to. Well, check. I know his stats. His stats with? with Rubio were way up. They were last okay. year uh, versus when Rubio was out because you know Rubio did a great job of setting them up for easy shots. Sure. Now maybe it's just that Rubio isn't looking his way as much. I don't know. Um, you know, there's certainly plenty of time for the T Wolves to figure this out. But uh, a little concerned while Wiggins is slumping his sophomore year here. All right. Well, hey, let's move on to the small forward position, and where I think you like the Batman. Yeah, you got nicknames for everybody. Wow. Uh, Nicholas Batum, $7,500. I think he might be the most expensive guy I used tonight on DraftKings. He's averaging 36.2 DraftKings points. Arguably, he's the most underrated player in the NBA. Uh, me and Nick Whalen talked about it earlier on this mm-hmm. Tuesday's podcast. Um, that he, I mean, he should be an all-star in the East. He should just be an all-star. His, his stats are amazing so far. Um, on top of that, more than anything... 
he has six six of his last ten games. He's posted forty plus DraftKings totals, and that I mean that would lead you to believe flirting, flirting with triple doubles with Jefferson out. Exactly, and so his price tag is way undervalued here. Like I'm not going to say it's a mistake, but it's just one of those things that his value is actually so inflated that his price tag <clears throat> has not caught up to it yet. And so you got to jump on the bandwagon now before he's in that middle eight thousand dollar range or even up, upper eight thousand dollar range. And again. Even still, the Grizzlies are bottom seven for DraftKings points allowed to small forwards this season. So the the, the growing trend or, or whatever we thought in the past about the Grizzlies is, has faded away so far this season, and it's okay to use options that are facing the Grizzlies. Yeah, and I think, with again, with Jefferson out, they're, they're, they're feeling better about Patoom playing some of that Grant Hill point forward type stuff and letting Walker run around picks to set him up for shots. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Batum flirting with triple doubles. Uh, I like that advice as well, DJ. I like that as well. All right, Power Forward, not the most creative nickname, but Iblaka, I think, is uh, on your board. Yeah, that's a good one. $6,000. Can you believe that Ibaka is $6,000? Crazy. Um, these are, again, these are the type of guys you have to jump on in slates, large slates like this. Where you Pretty know, cheap. yeah, cheap at six thousand. Yeah, they're cheap at six thousand, but you know they have that breakout potential. Uh, he's been in a slump last night against Atlanta. He actually had a pretty good game. The thing about Ibaka is, if he starts to catch fire. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant will feed him the ball, but if he's not, they're just going to ball hog it like they usually do. And so if he catches fire, I mean, it's just, there's just so much potential for a big night. You add in the points for blocks and rebounds and $6,000 is hard to pass up considering that the median um, price per player is, what is it like 6,300 or is it 6,500 or 66,000 or something like that? Yeah. He's right or below the average. And so a guy who has the potential for a three, four block night you know last night took three attempt uh three three point attempts he actually shot as much as durant last night they both got 14 attempts you're right he if he if he's warming up now rely on his energy on a back-to-back uh as you always say dj someone's gonna win a tournament with this guy because (laughs) he's slumping but you know he's gonna explode sooner or later Exactly, and there's guys, like, I'll say it one more time. I've said it enough times, but the this lineup or this slate of games is filled with guys uh, just like that, and I've just got five for you. Um, so my last guy, right. unless you want to say one more thing about your man at Blanca. No, go ahead, go ahead. I don't have a, I don't have a in trouble with the law smart aleck comment in my head yet, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, that would lead me right into rookie Jalil Okafer at $6,400. He's averaging 31.2 DraftKings points tonight. And now he had that two-game suspension, and the game before the suspension and the game right after was was really not that good at all. Last night, though, he was back to his old self, scoring above his averages. Um, and, you know, people maybe have are taking notice right now, but his price tag hasn't done so yet. So $6,400, again, it's just below the median average um, that you would pay for a player, and you want to live in that range tonight when there's 11, 12 games. And so Okafer is another great option. I'm going to play a little contrarian. Any concern about Okafor going up against Drummond in the Pistons tonight? Um, not so much. I think 
people just assume that Drummond is a good defender because of how many blocks and rebounds he gets, but he's still a work in progress. And so, I, you know, at, at times you might actually see Drummond go up against a guy like Ursan Ilyasova, or not Drummond, excuse me, but Okafor, um, just because Noel and, and Drummond might be on each other at portions during the night. And so, um, He's he's an, Drummond is an intimidating figure just in and of himself, but not necessarily to slow down a guy like Okafor. I mean, Okafor can take on most of the centers in the league and win. He's got he's got you know some of the best post moves in the league right now, right off the bat. Nice, nice, and frankly, someone's got a sheet for that Richard Sixers team, and most of the time it's been Okafor uh, as their leading scorer. So, uh, all right, nice call, nice call. All right, sir. Well, that is fantastic advice. Good luck on TV tonight. Again, uh, see DJ at 6.30 on the Fantasy Tip-Off show on NBA TV um, before tonight's slate of games. I want to thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> DJ, do you have any closing thoughts for today? Um, no closing thoughts. I got a quick story for you if you want. If you want me to tell you, by all means, bro. Um, you know, you're living in the Green Mountain State. Um, me and my buddy, we travel around quite a bit, and we actually did an East Coast trip. Um, was it last two summers ago? And you know, I was a broke college kid. I was running out of money, but one of the things I wanted to do when I got to Vermont was go to the Ben and Jerry's factory. And I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure you've been, right? Oh, I have kids. We go like once a week. Yes, it's it's amazing. <laughs> and so I like had a hundred dollars left, and I was in Vermont, and I needed it for gas, food, maybe one hotel to get back to Madison. And but one thing I wanted to do was buy the bucket of the ice cream, the the Vermonster they call you got it. The Vermonster. That's like a dozen scoops of ice cream, a trough of syrup, yeah, uh, like chocolate a gallon of chocolate something or other yeah (laughs) we need a picture of that please tell me you have a picture uh i think i have so here's the thing i had like i was broke i was flat broke and i didn't even have i barely had enough money to get home but this is one of the whole reasons i wanted to go on this road trip and so i had to settle for the mini vermonster which is still (laughs) like absurd like i took five bites half trough yeah it's like half half a trough and i ate it like i just ate like five bites by myself i still have the little pail it was like 15 bucks and so i you know i barely made it home I have a vision of you with the passenger seat of like a dodge dart <laughs> just crossing state to state to state from vermont to wisconsin just eating slowly ice cream hoping it doesn't melt too much we got to live off this ice cream for three days man <laughs> that's ba- that's basically what it come down to i'll say a lot of, i ate a lot of one dollar mcdonald's cheeseburgers on the ride home but i sacrificed <laughs> to have their vermonster anyways you've been so hell-bent on giving me a nickname I- i'm kind of i'm kind of digging the vermonster nickname for oh, you and then right. and then uh, you know we can call your little kiddos the mini vermonsters and i have to settle for the mini vermonster so i <laughs> I, I, li- I like vermonster for you Okay, well, we need a noise. I don't know what noise the Marauders makes. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's too bad Ben and Jerry's doesn't have a theme song, and we could just play, like, two seconds of their jingle. Well, and you know, part of the Vermonster comes from uh, Champ. So Champ in the Lake Champlain Lake here in Vermont is our Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay. In fact, our our single-A ball club is the Lake Monsters after Champ. And uh, that's their mascot that runs around uh, 
Uh, so they're yeah. Well, I'll have to fit champ. Uh, to champ can't be my nickname. I, I haven't won anything yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, good to know. Good to know. Well, hey, speaking of cigars and, and your love of them, let's close from another cigar aficionado, Celtics legend, Red Arback, who said, <laughs> "Quote: The only correct actions are those that demand no explanation and no apology." Oh, Red, well done. Anyway, adios, amigos. DJ and the K-Train or the Vermonster are leaving the station.